my inheritance. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray today that we could see a day, even in our own lives and in our own families, when people that maybe we thought would never come to know you would come to know you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This is a time when we remember we have tradition. I don't know about you, but at our house, we we decorate, or we used to decorate. We're kind of slow this year getting around to it. My wife, usually by Thanksgiving, she has everything ready for Christmas, but because she was sick, we don't have anything ready for Christmas. But in her decorations, there are a bunch of old things. Things that we have had since we were young newlyweds. And so we've been married for 30 years or so. And so they're old now. And so we have old things. And so our little grandkids come and they look at things that have been in our family and have been in our, in, in, that were there when their mom and dads were kids. And so we have old things. We have things that, we have traditions. Uh, at our house, we watch old Christmas movies. And Cindy gathered them all up the other night, and every now and then she'll slip one in if there's nothing on TV, and they're movies that we've watched forever. We have a, we have a ton of these old movies. Uh, Cindy was on, on uh, the Facebook last night, and apparently Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was on TV last night. And it was kind of blew up in social media of how much bullying there was in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I have no, I watched that when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, we waited 365 days to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You got one shot to watch him all year long. And it was the highlight of the, the week. I mean, we would plan everything and we would watch those Christmas specials. It was tradition. And we celebrated tradition. And so, uh, anyway, there's the joy of tradition and remembering. Uh, We have things at church. This here is tradition. Our kids have been part of tradition. We have kids who have grown up. I look back and I, I see Avery and Maggie back there. It wasn't very many years ago, and they were the little kids that were here. I have married young men and women and put them together as families who have grown up and been part of tradition. And Christmas is about tradition. It's about Advent candles. It's about uh, kids outside caroling. It's about Christmas parties. It's about uh, reading the Christmas story. And we do things over and over to remember. And part of Advent is the joy of remembrance. Christmas is that. It is remembering. But Christmas is also anticipation. It's about looking forward to things that are coming. Your little kids are looking forward to the presents. If you ask them what Christmas is about, they give you maybe some right answers, but the truth of the matter is their anticipation is when do we get to open presents? And so that is uh, the way that it is. And the anticipation started on December 25th in the afternoon last year. They were waiting for Christmas this year. And so there is anticipation. I'm looking forward in my own family. There's things that I anticipate. I'm anticipating my kids being home. I'm anticipating my grandkids being in my house. I'm anticipating them 
running up and down the stairs and, and having fun. And I'm, I'm anticipating that. I'm anticipating that at night we will all be scattered all over our house. There'll be kids upstairs in the, in the rooms upstairs. There'll be kids downstairs. There'll be kids laying on the couch. And that's the way it is at our house. And I'm anticipating those things. And those are things that we look forward to. And so there is, there is joy in remembering and there is joy in the anticipation. I always anticipate coming together and, and eating a great meal together. And so there's anticipation. And when Isaiah speaks this, he talks about remembering. And, and when the Israelite people hear this, they remember Egypt. And they remember that Egypt was something that was not something that they looked, for, that they, that they looked back and said, oh, that was a great time in our life. They looked back at Egypt and they thought this was a time when we were in slavery and, and they remembered those things like that. But then Isaiah speaks about a time when Egypt, the, the people who held them in impression, in, in oppression, there would be a time when Egypt would be following the Lord. There would be time when Assyria, the, the, a, a terrible enemy of Israel, there would be a time that they would anticipate that Assyria would be following the Lord as well. And, and many times I think we look at, 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 uh, at these things and, and I think Israel would be like, I would rather you just destroy them. I would rather you just get rid of them. These are people who have oppressed us. These are people who have put us in prison. These are people who have, who have killed our loved ones. And I think sometimes we, we look and we think, I, I, we, we don't anticipate, we don't anticipate that God might want to work in the lives of even people who are not even so nice to us. And when he talks about this, Israel's like, I can't even think that way. I can't even think that, that these people at some time might be following the Lord. And I think sometimes we, we in our lives, we have people in our lives, or, or maybe even it's us. We think maybe I am so far away from God that I could never get back. Or we know people and we have people in our family and everybody in this place has a family. And we have people who we love and people who we seek to know who Christ is. But sometimes it seems like no matter what we say or no matter what we do, it doesn't seem like it goes through. It doesn't seem like it gets into their head. It doesn't seem like it, it works and for us to anticipate that someday they might have such an experience with God that this person or this, or this people or a group of people that we know or maybe even some t- a, 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 a people that we thought would never come to know Christ would know Christ. And that's what Advent is about. It's about us remembering that Jesus came But Jesus didn't come just to save me. He came to save everybody. And he came to save the people who sometimes I don't even really like all that much. (gasps) You mean there's people that you don't really like? I think if we were all really honest, there's probably some people that you were like, you know, they just kind of bug me. They just bug me. I, I, I try to be nice to them. I try to be, but boy, and probably the truth of the matter is, over the holiday season, you might be put in the same room with those people. 
And Jesus says, and Isaiah says, that Advent isn't just about remembering what Jesus has done for me because the truth of the matter is, I'm that person. God doesn't, God has no reason to want to save me, but he reaches out to me. And God seeks to reach out to everyone. He seeks to reach out to the people that sometimes we wonder, is there any way they could ever get saved? Is there any way they could ever hear who Jesus is? Is there any way that he could ever speak into their life? And God seeks for this time, for those who who sometimes we feel like it might be impossible. And he tells this story, Isaiah tells this story, and he talks of two nations that Israel would have said, there is no way that God could redeem them. There's no way that God could ever do anything in their life. They're too far lost. They're too evil. And the word says in verse 22, he says, I will strike them and I will heal them. And it seems like two totally different things, doesn't it? It says, I'll strike them, but I will heal them. And he says, I am going to come into their life and I am going to put something in their life that will move them that will sometimes God has to I'm just the way the way that God works lots of times he shakes up our life doesn't he lots of times he comes and he he brings something in our life that shakes us up and we have to get to the place where we cry out to him and that's what he is going to do here and that's what Isaiah is talking about he says I'm going to come and I'm going to shake up their life not to destroy them isn't God so good he says I'm not going to destroy them But I'm going to move so powerfully in their life that this thing that they feel like will kill them will be the very thing that heals them. And this morning as we're here, maybe you have somebody like that in your life. That's God's take that 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 you wonder if 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 God could ever bring them back in. and that if God could ever bring them to a place of healing. And this, this morning I had, I had in my mind and I had asked Gary and Jessica to light the candle. Do you know that it was just a few Christmases ago that Gary and Jessica were not in church at all, were you? Not at all. And this morning, their two oldest kids are up here and they are an intricate part of who we are. And when we talked to them, and when I've talked to them before, and I remember on their wedding day, Jessica was like, I can't believe I'm here. God took and healed them and brought them in and changed everything. And God seeks to do that in your life today. And now not only are they part of us, they're they're family. And uh, I was just thinking about this, that this morning. And you know what? Today, you know that this Christmas could be the time that God speaks into your family and changes everything around and brings you into being part of what he wants you to be. And not only to, to, to redeem you, but to heal you and bring you back where you need to be. And so this Christmas season... This Advent season, I want you 
to not only to remember the things we need to remember. Yes, remember that Jesus has come. Absolutely remember that. But I want you to anticipate what God wants to do. I want you to anticipate what God wants to do. Some of you have family. And I think sometimes we, we, we give up. But this morning, I want you to seek and I want you to anticipate what God might want to do in some of those around you. What God might want to do to some of the people that you work with. What God might want to do in the lives of the people that you will meet with this Christmas season. Yes, be joyful in what has happened. But also be joyful anticipating what God might want to do. I'm going to pray for us. And then uh, we got just a little, we want to give a gift to Lindsay. And we're going to have the kids come back up for just a second. But I just want to pray for you this morning. I want you to just bow your heads. Close your eyes. I want everybody just to close your eyes for just a minute. And before we pray, I want you to just be honest this morning. Maybe something that the kids have said to you or something in the Word this morning. You say, Pastor, I, I really need God to do a work in my life. Nobody's looking. If, if there's somebody that just raise your hand and say, Pastor, will you pray for me? Pastor, is there a need? I see those hands. I see those two hands. You can put your hands down. Anybody else say, Pastor, I wish God would bring a healing in my life. Pastor, I wish God would bring a healing in my family's life. Pastor, I've got some relationships. I see those hands. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. You say, Pastor, I want to anticipate what God might do. I've seen your hands this morning. Now I'm going to pray for you. Father, we love you. And you know each hand that was raised this morning. And you know each uh, situation that it represents today. And Father, during this time, we don't want to just be joyful in, in remembering what has happened. But Father, I pray today that we as a church, God, help us today. Help us to anticipate that you still seek to work that you still seek to heal, that you still seek to redeem and draw people into yourself. And Father, help us not to grow lax. Help us to anticipate that you still seek to do that in, in people's lives that where sometimes we just, God, sometimes we just think, this is never going to change. But Father, you seek to heal the hardest case, no matter what it is. And so Father, today, I pray that you would put within us the anticipation of what you seek to do in the future. Father, we love you and praise you for what we've heard the kids do this morning. Father, they just, we heard your word and we heard your joy and we heard your story again in a special, wonderful way. And Father, I pray that you would just bless these kids. Father, again, we pray. God, I pray that each one of these kids would know who you are at a young age. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name they would follow you all the days of their life. Father, I thank you for parents who bring their kids to be part of the things the church does. And I pray that you would bless the parents for that as well. Father, we love you and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.